welcome to Q&A. We're so glad you decided to join us. And so this is your opportunity to send in questions that you may have from the service. Numbers up on the screen, so we would encourage you to text them in. We're really excited to get rolling, and a, and a great morning. Always love baby dedications and Sanctity of Life Sunday. It's really a special time. It is. Some cute kiddos. It's, it is a, it's a sweet time. Uh, my kids always tease me for crying in those moments, uh, or getting emotional. I should say, I don't cry. I get emotional. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's just something about the, the miracle of God in life. Mm. It's worth standing for. Absolutely. It's a beautiful picture of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and we were just talking, so you gave, shared an example um, at the end of the service that really struck me, that reminder of you don't have to have all the I's dotted and the T's crossed to step out and step forward. And so that's something, an area I've definitely struggled in where I think, Mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, this didn't happen, so that must not really be what he wants me to, but really it's fear. Yes. That I'm allowing to hold me back because it's it's good i mean even if i think yeah, there are yeah i think there are identified. lots of conversations that that don't happen because we're afraid that we don't know how they're going to turn out right or because we don't really know how it will yeah well we don't know how it's going to turn out, and we don't yeah. know how it's going to go, so i'm afraid to start it whether yes. that's with a believer mm-hmm. the of uh, I need to address something, or I'm not sure I want to start a spiritual conversation with somebody at work because I'm not sure where that's going to go, how they respond, mm-hmm. and we, um, and so the fear of the unknown yeah. often um, paralyzes us, so we don't even start on that adventure. And what was so encouraging to me that this gentleman shared was, I didn't know. But I started walking down the hallway, and I thought, man, I've been there so many times. Mm. I've made a phone call, gone, I, don't, I only know my first sentence. I don't know where it's going to go from there. I knocked on a door and said, I'm not sure. I started a meeting and gone, I'm not sure where this is going to go. I just know my first sentence. And Lord, <laughs> uh, I think I've vetted this first sentence with the Lord, and this is how he wants me mm-hmm. to start. But then just trust in him. To go and and there's great faith in going. I don't know what I'm going to say. I just know I need to go and and start. So that yes. was very encouraging to me. And I hope it'll be encouraging to you when you know the Lord is prompting you to do something. Mm. You don't know the full path. You don't know how it'll turn out, or you think it may be ugly, and you're like, ah, I don't want to. But you know the Lord is prompting you, as He knew. Truth was prompting him very clearly. I just hope that'll be encouragement to take a step. Absolutely, to follow that prompting of the Lord. Yeah. He will provide. We've experienced this as a staff a lot recently, um, different examples of I didn't know what I was going to do in the situation yep. or how was I going to have the strength to do it. Lord, provide and the Lord's faithfulness in providing yes. in those immediate situations mm-hmm. exactly what was needed. So, yeah, be encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Be encouraged. All right. And okay. can I? Yes, sorry. please. And if you have that experience, don't keep it to yourself. Glorify the Lord uh, meeting you in your time of need. So uh, send us an email. We'd be encouraged by it. And share it with your family group. Share it with your spouse. Mm. Make sure you share it 
because uh, it's not about you getting the glory. It's about the Lord mm-hmm. meeting you in our time of need, and that's when he gets glorified. Write so. it down and remember it. So yes, then when you're in those true. other hard situations, um, Jonathan Monk really challenges me with that with journaling, like to be able to write down like the Lord's provision mm-hmm. or what you're praying for, and then you can go back and see that yeah. and remember. That's good. He was faithful then. He'll be faithful now. Mm-hmm. So it's a good reminder. Um, so first question this morning. Um, when I make other things a priority over time with God, oh. um, have I made those other things idols in my life? All right. Um, appreciate priorities. We like to think of priorities are this, and then we set our priorities, and then we never bend to them. Hmm. We have a singular priority. Uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Have no other gods before me. So repeatedly the scripture gives us a highest priority, God in our life. Mm-hmm. The priority of God in my life, though, not the, uh, will result in, well, We tend to think, well, so we should have our priorities one, two, three, four, five. But life doesn't always work that way. That's true. I should prioritize my family. Mm -hmm. But there are times that the need of my neighbor and my love, the love for God will cause the need of my neighbor to go, I need to address that. Sure. So, for example, uh, I know lots of people will say, well, I have a priority of when my kids have a sporting event or a recreational event, I have a priority as a parent, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to be the absent mom or dad. And that's a fine priority as long as you understand love for God may require you to sometimes prioritize something else in the moment. So we can't get our priorities apart from priority number one. We can't get that into such strict concrete that we don't recognize um, the Lord is leading elsewhere. For example, the Mark 1, the disciples were prioritizing, well, we got people here, we should stay here. Right. And actually, mm-hmm. when the Lord, when Jesus met with his father, the priority became go elsewhere. So we want to go, well, the priority is elsewhere. No, the priority is here. Mm, the priority is the Lord and listening to the Lord. That's why the real challenge for me was how am I cultivating intimacy with the Lord so that when he is number one, I am attentive to how he has directed me uniquely each day. So um, if the question is, if I have priorities that... Um, Say it to me again. Sorry. No, you're going to have to go back. No, you're good. Uh, when I make other things a priority over time with God, it. have I made those things idols in my life? Likely. Likely, yes. But even time with God isn't necessarily the Lord. And you may go, so let me give you just an extreme illustration that comes to my mind that make you go, 
Okay, I understand what you're saying. Uh, the house, you, you got up early to spend time with the Lord. The house is burning down. If you start getting your family out of the house that's burning down, are they idols in your life because you're doing that instead of spending time with the Lord? Well, now you're thinking, well, that's absurd. That's stupid. Uh, I used an extreme example to make a point that we don't want to make. We got to make sure that we understand (laughs) life is not that predictable. Mm -hmm. And so priority of relationship with God, yes. Time with the Lord, time with the Lord may be time with engaging your spouse or engaging a person at need, or maybe a time in the scriptures. Yes, we should be aware that other things are becoming idols in our life, but I don't want a blanket answer that mm. that would say nothing can ever interfere with your time with the Lord or it's become an idol. So I know used an extreme, but that's an important, I think, to reinforce the principle that we seek first the Lord. Right. And then everything follows from that. Like you said earlier, our priorities aren't written in stone. stone. Right. And so that's under important to understand that. Um, next question here. What does it look like not to worry about physical needs, but at the same time plan and work towards a career or income in hopes yeah. that you can provide for your family? Sure. Yeah, great question. Because uh, that balance of, in the name of, oh, I'm not worried about it, can I become clearly irresponsible? Mm. Absolutely. So let's not, let's not in the name of I'm not worried, uh, don't worry, be happy. I disobey, disobey clear commands of Scripture. That's the key right there. Mm. What is the clear command of Scripture? The clear command of Scripture is to work and to provide for yourself mm-hmm. and to work in a manner that allows you, uh, the wise man, has leftover, has oil in his house, the foolish man swallows it all up. So the foolish man doesn't save, the wise man does not only work in order to provide, but he works in order to provide, save, and Ephesians, we looked at it earlier, he works to not only to provide and save, but to share. So there is um, We don't, in the name of not worrying, disobey clear commands of Scripture. What we're striving to do is to say, Lord, as I am responsible in my working, and working hard is unto you, I'm going to trust you with what you provide. It may not be everything that I hoped you would. There's, There's lots of guys who will say, the Lord said he would provide, and he's not providing. And what it comes down to is he's not providing the lifestyle that I want to live and I believe I deserve. When it comes mm-hmm. down to, do you have what you need? Well, yeah, I have what I need, but I see everybody else and I see what they have and I should have that. So uh, part of that's contentment with what the Lord, not part of that, a huge, a, at the core of that is contentment with Paul said in Philippians 4, I've learned to get along with a little, and I've learned to get along with a lot. So Mm -hmm. sometimes he had a lot, sometimes he had a little. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, I can trust the Lord in a little, and I can trust the Lord in a lot. So 
be responsible to obey biblical commands to provide, save, and share, and do it in a manner that you're not fixing your hope on those things. First First Timothy 6 says, don't fix your hope on the uncertainty of riches because they'll take wings and fly away. Mm -hmm. Fix your hope on God who provides all things. So in the midst of obeying clear commands of Scripture, I'm keeping my hope on the Lord, not on my stuff. Old Testament is filled with uh, don't put your hope in horses and chariots. And we read that and go, well, that's not a problem for me. (laughs) Okay, don't put your hope in your salary or your retirement. Right. That brings it home. Yes. <laughs> Today, the right. principle's still the same. The heart, the heart issue's still the so same. So should I not have them? No, I have them. I'm responsible. The wise man saves up oil in his house, but my hope is not in them. That's the, that's the biblical balance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, next question. Um, suppose you think it's not your gift to evangelize, mm. so then you hold back. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, that, that's great. Um, is evangelism uh, a gift? It would. It appears as one of the gifts of the Lord, as there as is leadership, as is administration, as is mercy, as is giving, as is helps. So I find it best to go. Well, what would that mean if I looked at other gifts and go? Well, I don't have the gifts of helps, so I don't help. No, the scripture says, as each one as you have has received a gift, employ it in serving one another. So we serve one another. We see needs and meet needs as we're able to fruitfully and effectively do so according to our gifts. But plenty of times we serve because a need needs to be met, and it may not be specifically within my area of gifting. So we serve, we show mercy. Because I don't have the mercy gift, does that mean I don't have to show mercy? No, I show mercy. Some people have been gifted and they serve people in their gifts of Mm -hmm. mercy. If I don't have the gift of giving, do I not give? No, the scripture says we all give as God has prospered us and we purpose in our own heart. Gifts of giving mean I have maybe extra opportunity and faith to give. Faith is a gift. Do, I, do only people with the gift of faith faith exercise faith? No, we're all called to live by faith. So apart from faith, it's impossible to please God. So I've thrown out a bunch of examples. I hope what you hear in that is because I ha- don't have the gift of evangelism. I don't think I have the gift of evangelism, but I seek to share the gospel because I'm not the person who saves. God is the person who saves, and does God give some people gifts so that they are more fruitful in the sense that it seems like they are, uh, they see more responsiveness to their sharing? Sure, that doesn't mean that I don't, that I don't share. Mm -hmm. Just like if I don't have the gift of giving, I still give. I don't have the gift of helps, I still uh, serve, and I don't have the gift of mercy, I still am merciful, because my Heavenly Father is merciful. Absolutely. He set that example for us. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Um, alongside praying for a fellow believer, how do you help and encourage someone who is consumed with something that takes them away from their spiritual alertness? They will admit this area of spiritual weakness, yet not take the practical steps to change what consumes them. They say, that's just who I am. Hmm. So at the core of that question is, how do you change a person who acknowledges they need to change but don't? I think that's what I heard. Yes. Would that be accurate? I think so, yeah. How would you, yes, encourage them, but ultimately help them too. How do I help a person change who knows that and agrees they need to change, mm-hmm. but never takes the specific action? Yes, because they are specifically saying here in quotes that that individual says, that's just who I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's who I am. Uh, you're not going to argue them into action, right. doubtfully. And you're probably not going to shame them into mm-hmm. action, uh, not long-term sustainable action. Right. So how do you help them? Uh, number one, you, we always start with ourselves. Tony taught mm-hmm. well uh, January 2nd, 1st, 2nd, that we look out for others by first looking out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I'm not saying this person does, but where there is change needed in your own life and you aren't taking action, admit that you are giving the person uh, opportunity, excuse to ignore your encouragement because you're not changing. So you may think, well, and don't think about that same area that they need to change and think about areas that you need to change because it's easy right. to see where other people need to change and hard sometimes to see where mm-hmm. we need to change. So not looking at their area in your life, looking at your area in your life. So we always, Jesus said, we always get the speck out before we help with the plank in the other. No, we get the plank out before we help <laughs> right, with the, the speck, speck <laughs> in the other. But you see what we normally do. Yep. We see things backwards. So address the plank in your own eye so you can help the speck in your other. So that's not irrelevant. Making that a priority is exactly what Jesus said in Matthew 6. Second, and you don't just pray. You pray that the Spirit of God will bring about a hunger and thirst for righteousness within them. Because most lasting change is intrinsic, not extrinsic. It doesn't happen get motivated from the outside. It comes from within them. If indeed, and it sounds like from the question, they are a believer, the Spirit of God lives in them. So pray that the Spirit of God would prompt, would convict, would bring increasing awareness and desire to change. Third, offer help. Sometimes we want to give advice but not help so uh for example my point this morning is sometimes believers stand against abortion but don't stand for life in other words they condemn the person who is thinking of an abortion but they are not prepared to go well i'll help buy the diapers and uh, the necessary supplies needed that a person's gone i can't have a baby i can't afford those things so look for yourself Pray for the Spirit of God and offer tangible 
help that will make bearing their burden of change easier for them. Uh, I have probably more, but I am seeing we are in the red. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for all these great questions this morning. Really appreciate the engagement with that and hope you guys have a great week. And we'll definitely be praying for you to be able to stand strong this week. Amen.